With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Living Well, and I'm Ann Beal. We would like to bring you Issues of the Heart today. We're so glad that you joined us. We want to talk about today a recent happening in our community, three firefighters who were killed. Um, we want to talk about what happened and, and how the whole process went with the community that you've heard of lately. And to help us do this, we've invited a Colleyville firefighter, Kevin McCauley. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you. Kevin, can you tell us why in the world someone would possibly want to be a firefighter when it's so dangerous? Well, uh, you know, some firefighters grow up with a, a family background in firefighting, uh, such as myself. I have a lot of relatives that grew up in the fire service, and with that being uh, part of my background, it made me want to be a firefighter. So I, uh, I always had that urge to go out there and be a fireman. I like the challenge of the job, and. It seems like everything is different As each a, day you go to work. So, um, so you you liked it because your family members did it. Those were people that you really respected, and it seemed like it would be exciting, right? And fun, fun. Yeah. Would it be fun? Well, fire firefighting is fun. Uh, is fun? We have a good time at the station, uh, but when it comes time to be serious, you know, we we go out there and we do our job and we we do it in a professional manner. So. Is it um, also a field that you consider uh, kind of heroic? Is, as a child, did that appeal to you? Uh, as a child, yes. I, I always looked up to firefighters. Um, I think that, uh, you know, at times you can have uh, a hero in the department. And uh, it just, each day is so different that you never know what you may encounter. I just know that, you know, when I've heard all this stuff on TV lately, I realized I don't, I don't really know much about the life of a firefighter. And um, I mean, I even feel funny saying firefighter because I'm used to saying fireman. And I started thinking, why do they say firefighter? I, I guess it's because of women being firefighters. Uh, there are women in the fire service now, uh, more so than before. And, uh, you know, they carry their weight. Uh, we call us, we're firefighters. Uh, we're firefighters and EMTs. And we have firefighter paramedics. Uh, we we run both uh, fire and ambulance service with most of the cities in the surrounding area. So, um, 
So, but they changed the name mainly because with women coming in, you're not really a fireman anymore. You're so they, uh, you need five fires. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I don't know why they really changed the name. I, I guess it would associate with women being in the fire service. That makes sense. Yes, it's yeah. just for me. It's a change of just an old an old title. He sent me all day saying firefighter, firefighter, firefighter. Firefighter. <laughs> but um, let's let's tell the uh, the watching audience a little more about what it you know what a fireman is, um, how you become a fireman. I know mm -hmm. the kids out there might want to know exactly mm -hmm. you know how do you get the experience in fighting fires. Well, it, it's a long road. Uh, you have to. Um, go to a lot of schooling. There's a lot of schooling involved in firefighting. Uh, you have to go to a rookie school, and then after your rookie school, you usually go to medical school, uh, which is the EMT. And then from EMT, you can progress into paramedics. The uh, EMT's um, emergency medical technician? technician. Yes, okay. ma'am. And uh, the paramedics are a step above us as far as uh, what we can do on the ambulance. Uh, actually, we're like the hospital on wheels. We're the mm -hmm. first responders to the uh, the accident scene, the fire scene, the medical scene. Uh, we handle it all, and uh, we have a direct line with the hospital to any doctor. Uh, if we run into some kind of problem, we have to call medical control, and we can do that. And uh, actually, uh, there's nothing we can't do that a doctor can't do. So the schooling it, would that be? Instead of college, you go to a rookie school, or after college. How does that work? Actually, uh, Tarrant County Junior College uh, has a rookie school. Uh, there's uh, other places in the state of Texas uh, that offer rookie schools. Uh, Frisco Fire Academy is where I went, um, and there's uh, Collin County. Did you say uh, Frisco Fire Academy? Frisco Fire Academy. I didn't know they had that. Yeah, I sure do, and. Uh, it's a it's a long road. Uh, actually, it's over 500 hours of training now. So, it's really uh, hard. For the more I've learned about it this week, it's it's really helped me appreciate the job that that firefighters do, and also appreciate the men that died mm -hmm. because they were so young. I thought they must be brand new at it. But when you've heard about all that it takes to get where they got, no, actually, they had some experience under their belts. And uh, the thing is, um, you know, each day you go out there, you don't know what you're going to encounter in the fire service. Uh, you're a public servant. You're here to serve the community. And, uh, you know, we, we do everything we possibly can to educate the people in the community as far as, you know, in the state. You know, it's, it's, it's a, a group effort in every department. And fire education is really important. Mm -hmm. we, uh, we go to the schools and educate the children about fire and what it can do and how it can start and where to go and what we look like when we're in uniform and in full gear so uh, they don't get scared and uh, you know we tell them to have meeting places uh, out by the mailbox where if everybody gets out of the house they meet at a certain point so we know everybody's out um, so there's a, there's a real lot involved as far as educating your your community and it's really important that we do that, and that's that's a big part of our job for the, for the public. I know that firemen have come to firefighters have come to my kids' school and taught them all that, and um, I've heard them say it would be neat to be a firefighter, and and I thought yeah, but it never dawned on me that there's actually a school that you go to that you can go through, 
and here in the area, and that there's an actual way to progress to become a firefighter. Mm -hmm. But let's say you get all the way through the schooling, then what happens? Well, after you, you go through the schooling, uh, and then your medical schooling, you have a state test. You have to take a state test, a written exam, and also a physical agility with the state, as well as both the medical and fire side. So um, there's a little bit more to go forward before you can become uh, a paid firefighter. And then uh, it's actually a very competitive field, which surprised me too. Very because you think with it being so dangerous, you know, the interesting thing about that is also it's very competitive to be a policeman. Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, so it is very competitive. Right. How, how hard do you think it is here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area? There's a lot of competition in this area. And I think the reason that uh, people want the job is, uh, you know, firefighters work 24 hours on and then they have 48 hours off. A lot of firefighters work, uh, you know, two jobs uh, for extra income. Mm -hmm. um, I think that you know that with the time off, it, it's a real benefit. I think that um, the uh, challenge of the job mm -hmm. is is a big plus. I think that something you encounter something different. You work with a great group of guys. You know the guys are really good around the station. And uh, actually, you know when you're on duty for 24 hours, you live with these guys for 24 hours, which is when you think about it, almost a third of your life. Yeah. So the you know we're family. That's that's how it is. We're all family, and it's a brotherhood. And you know even with the ladies, it's you know brotherhood, sisterhood. So uh, you know we make the best of it when we're together. So you make it sound like it's kind of neat that you get that days off. So you have 24 hours on, 48 hours off. Right. Some of that 48 hours is sleeping, mm -hmm. but but it is a good recovery time. Right. And so that might be a reason too. Yeah. In case um, you encounter something that you know you need some time off for. Uh, it's real beneficial for you. Well, how much time do you get off when you need it, if, if you've had a real traumatic experience? Well, uh, I'm on the reserves, so I'm not the 24-48 hour man. Uh, but if uh, when you encounter something that's real stressful and uh, you have to um, really go into a briefing, a debriefing, you know, the guys get together and you know, we make sure that we're okay with that, and, and we do that through talking. And uh, if you know, there's always counseling available for firefighters and, and police officers. If uh, it's harder to handle than maybe just sitting around and, and talking about it with your fellow worker, but uh, we always make sure that the guys are in uh, top condition to go out there on the line and, and do their job right and do it in a professional way. Sounds like you look out for each other. We always do. That's great. It's really important to us. How did your family feel about you getting into firefighting? My family is uh, real, real supportive to me. They weren't as, scared as for you or thought you were endangering your life? or. I think uh, any family knows that when their son, daughter, relative becomes a firefighter, that your life is always in danger. And I think that uh, you can only wish for the best each day you go to work. And... Uh, pray that you come home at night or the next day, uh, whatever it may be. And uh, But they support you. You know, I, I think support is really a big plus for you, you know, on your family side. So, Kevin and I, we're, we're friends, mm -hmm. and I know his family, and they really do. And sometimes I wonder, you know, it must be a different mentality being from a family that has had firefighters in the family. Mm -hmm. They look at it more from, I would think, uh, more of a... Uh, 
ser- you know, serving your community, and mm-hmm. this is a heroic thing, giving your life for the, for the community and serving, instead of worrying about every day if you're going to be hurt, I guess. Yeah, I don't think it's really a healthy thing to go out there and worry about it every day. I, don't th- I think it would affect you on the job if, if you thought that way. Um, the duty of a firefighter is to go out there, uh, you know what your training is, and you know what your job is. And when it comes down to uh, going out there and performing, uh, it's almost automatic on what you need to do. There's no room for mistakes. Mm-hmm. If somebody makes a mistake, then, you know, people get hurt and maybe even die. But, you know, the thing is, uh, you're so well trained that you're in sync with each other. And you, you know it's you know it needs to be done. What are your favorite things about being a firefighter? I like working with the community. I like uh, I like the children. You know mm-hmm. when we educate the children because we have uh, they've come out with this uh, being a clown now. You know you dress up as a clown and you go into the schools and the kids love it. You know they see a firefighter in, in a clown uniform and uh, you know it, it brings smiles to their faces. So it's a big plus to see that, you know, and uh, like I said before, I think it's the challenge, you know, when you when you get on that truck and you know you're going to a call, you know you're going out there to assist the public in some form or fashion, and uh, it's a lot of energy, you know, mm-hmm. it, it keeps you really energized. Isn't it? We talked about being a little exciting, and that you it's said very it changes. Exciting to me. Uh, it's not I a boring job, that's for sure. No, not at all. It's not boring at all, and you know you. You know, we don't just sit around the fire station and uh, wait for something to come in. You know, we, we work just like everybody else. Uh, you know, we have truck maintenance and check the lights and make sure the sirens work. Um, you know, we we have a lot of, uh, we have house cleaning, cooking for each other, you know. So there, there's a lot involved, wow. you know, more so than just sitting around waiting for the tones to go off. What is, what is the, you know, like the estimated salary range from like a starter to someone who's been doing it for like 15 years what are the ranges in this general area you can start out probably at 25 to 26 thousand dollars a year and um, going through the ranks becoming a lieutenant captain battalion chief chief you can probably work your way up until uh Sixty, seventy, eighty thousand a year. That's great. Yeah. I didn't realize they had those titles. Well, Italian captain. You got to be a high-ranking officer to get that kind of money. But firefighter paramedics are probably making, you know, anywhere in the range of thirty-five to forty-five thousand. Did you know the men who were hurt that were killed in the fire? On a personal level, no, no. I, I did not. Um, um, they were some were volunteer mm-hmm. firefighters and some were paid. Right. Um. Can you explain the difference between the two? Actually, uh, Brian Collins and Philip Dean were paid firefighters in Fort Worth, and Gary Sanders was a volunteer firefighter. All three were volunteering their services that day for a different department. Except for Gary, he was a member of that one department as a volunteer. Uh, The only difference is, in my opinion, is it you draw a paycheck. You're a firefighter uh, and you're a volunteer firefighter or a paid firefighter, I believe that, you know, you're all in one. 
because they're yeah. all trained to exactly trained. the same way. Right. You have to have so many hours to become a reserve paid or volunteer firefighter. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, you, uh, the training is there before you can get on the apparatus. So, yes, it is. I know it impacted you what happened to them mm -hmm. um, being a firefighter. Can you tell me what is the, the danger potential? Um, not the baby, that's not the right way to put it. Um, I'm sure that firemen in this area aren't killed all the time. I mean, they've, it seems like they've really been able to prevent now with all the technology and the uniforms and they, they can protect their men when they go out. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm sure now you're so much safer than you used to be. Mm -hmm. um, can, you, can you talk about that a little bit? Well, when you say safer, uh, I think when you say safer, we're probably better trained in this day and age. I think that the equipment that we wear is uh, top of the line. Uh, we have very good equipment in Colleyville. I know all the surrounding areas are up to date just as much. So I think that uh, going into a fire and having the proper equipment and the proper training uh, will help you come home. Mm -hmm. I believe that. But you never know what's going to happen when you get there. Never know what's going to happen. And that's the most dangerous part, I would say. Right. Oh uh, well. When you you know when you uh, when you arrive on the scene, you have uh, an officer in charge on on the apparatus that you're riding, and you know they'll they'll do a size up, is what we call it. And the, and the size up is um, we evaluate the scene, and that when we evaluate a scene, we know if we're either going to go in the building by the way it looks, mm -hmm. or go defensive and stay out and just spray water and and just let the building burn until we can get it out defensively. Uh, we protect exposures on the outside and uh, make sure that everybody's out. Uh, that's number one. So it's really the training, and, and the person, would he be like the battalion commander, whoever gets there first to make the decision how they should handle? Those are high-ranking people. Right. right? Uh, it can either be a battalion chief on the scene. It can be a uh, captain or a lieutenant. Uh, most of the time, it, you know, a first engine company, and you'll mm -hmm. have a, an officer on each truck. Uh, so, you know, you'll have a commander as soon as you get there. And once we evaluate, uh, or the lieutenant evaluates, he'll, he calls the shots on what to do. The same, you know, when I heard about it, I immediately thought, gosh, being a fireman is so dangerous. Well, you know, again, why would anybody want to do that? Mm -hmm. But you've really changed my whole perspective of what being a firefighter is like. Because I used to think that has to be the most stressful job, that and being a policeman. But a firefighter, you're always going into fire or where people are really hurt badly. And um, I thought the stress would be intense or burnout would be heavy and you really changed my perspective of that. Can you explain why? I don't think burnout is really heavy. I think that the job, as dangerous as it is, I don't think a firefighter is going to get involved if he's scared to do the job. I think that, you know, maybe that percentage would drop out. I think you really know what you're encountering uh, by going through school. Mm -hmm. and uh, learning what you're learning, and you, and you get a feel of what the job is all about. So uh, I don't think that there's a real high dropout rate mm -hmm. in the fire service. Um, that, that's one of the things that makes it so hard to find a, you know, a job, 
because you, you were saying it has one of the lowest turnaround turnovers right that people just they don't quit right and in this area now there's a lot of expansion going on a lot of new stations being built in the cities and uh, so you're gonna see some hiring going on in this area and I know one of the other things that you mentioned was that when a firefighter you said it earlier if they encounter a, a traumatic situation or something that happened that that would have that could turn to burnout um, or stress where they have to drop out that the the um, the commander or whoever that you guys help him you debrief him you go over and see how he's doing mm -hmm. he can take as much time as he needs off perhaps. um i i would think that that would be a uh, a call from your mm -hmm. chief you know and they would evaluate the situation each situation different depending on what's happening you know but they don't make them go back until they're ready exactly that's nobody that's goes right. out into the field unless they're 100 percent you know ready to go so it's really not any anything like I expected. I, I've always been surprised being a counselor that I don't see more firemen or policemen, uh, firefighters, mm -hmm. I, I, that they don't come in more often. Mm. Um, I've had the girlfriends of firefighters. <laughs> okay. And, um, you know, talk about that they were always so afraid for them. You know, they wanted them to change jobs. and But I... I've talked to a lot of counselors to see if they've ever had a firefighter come in. And so far, I haven't found one. Hmm. And so that tells me that you guys either take care of your workers very well mm -hmm. in helping them with their stress, um, counseling needs, that there must be some kind of staff. And that's part of your training. You know, uh, I think, you know, like I said earlier, it's both fire and medical. You know, you deal with auto accidents. Mm -hmm. um, so you encounter a lot out there. Uh, and there's a lot going on in this area. So uh, the thing is, um, if you run into something really bad, then you just have to make sure that we're all okay. And you're right, we take care of each other. And you guys know, because lots of times you're there together, or mm -hmm. you know when they go out, when they come back, when they talk about it, you kind of get, you know what they need. And actually, uh, you can tell by knowing, you know, the people you work with, uh, you when you get back, you can tell by their personalities. I mm -hmm. mean, you learn each other. You know, your family. You're you're with each other a lot. So, um, if something's wrong, you can normally pick it out and say, "Hey, what's going on?" You know, and if they want to talk about it, they'll pretty much open up. Now, you've been a firefighter a long time, mm -hmm. and so when I talk when I when I talk about you know traumatic situations, I can tell that you've probably experienced some. Some of um, but as a farmer, what would you consider the toughest experience you've had? I would have to say uh, Delta Flight 191, August 2nd, 1985. Mm. And I was working out at DFW Airport at the time, uh, not as a firefighter, but I was out there as an uh, aircraft fueler. And I was on duty that night, and I did have training uh, from being a firefighter prior from Rhode Island. So I knew some medical training. And uh, that was the hardest uh, that I had to encounter because uh, there was such a great loss of life that day. Mm -hmm. And um, when it was all going on in the beginning, there was so much commotion and everybody was trying to do the right things and you know, looking for survivors. And uh, But then after it was all pretty much settled down, um, 
it was just quiet, you know, and you knew that there was a lot of death mm -hmm. right in front of you. And uh, that, that was probably the hardest thing I ever had to face. That sounds like it would be the hardest thing for me. It was. You know, you've talked about that there's different kinds of firefighters. Um, from your description of what you just talked about, that sounds more through on the medical side. There's a, you said there's firefighters and there's EMTs, the emergency medical technicians, and then the paramedics? Yes, ma'am. Um, how is the stress or burnout on that side? Because that would be a lot of the kind of thing you just described. Well, when you're on the ambulance uh, and you're in a real busy city, mm -hmm. um, I would say it's higher on the ambulance than it is on the fire truck. Uh, the uh, because you're encountering so much more with people, you know, directly. Usually in a fire scene, you're you're watching, uh, or you, excuse me, you're pretty much trying to save somebody's property, right. you know, and you're making sure that everybody's out of the home and everything. But usually on the ambulance, you know, you encounter a lot more of uh, injuries, people, death, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, they would be a higher burnout percentage on the ambulance. So I hadn't thought of it like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I can see that. Yeah. It's um quite a high calling to be a firefighter. I mean, you just described an incredible job to me. Um, I know that in our neighborhood, you know, everyone would say, talk about Kevin, they go, you know, he's the fireman. He's the firefighter. And everybody knew who you were. Oh, the fireman. Yeah, we know him. And um, But you didn't hear that about the computer person or the, you know, mm -hmm. engineer. You know, nobody knew who they were, but everyone knew who Kevin, the firefighter, was. Mm -hmm. So there is immense respect with that. And, and I see that, and that's something else that makes you feel good about yourself for being to be able, you know, be out there and, and that people recognize you and, and you know that you can be of service to them when they need it. Which you always are. Every time something happens, every time I hear an alarm or every time, you know, we had a fire across the street, I mean, you're always there. Mm -hmm. um, every time there's an ambulance out there, Kevin's there. So I try to be there. We always know. I love the job. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Tell me um, what you've learned from being a firefighter. Well, you learn that sometimes life is too short. Uh, I, I guess we learned that with our three fallen comrades lately, you know, that we yeah. just lost. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we're dearly going to miss them. Even though you don't know them on a personal level, uh, we're still brothers and sisters, and uh, the great thing about that is, uh, you know, that um, people came from all over the world for the funeral, and that showed a lot about firefighters and how we stick together. So I learned that, uh, you know, we stick together. Uh, I, I learned that your family is important to you. I learned that having the Lord in your life is a real main role, and. Uh, you know, each day you have to live to the fullest, and you have to be honest, and you have to be true to yourself to make yourself uh, a good person in life, you know. And it's really important that you go out there and, and lead by example, because we're living in a tough world today. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that uh, our children in the schools uh, need to see role models and and look up to us as role models so that we can uh, 
show them the right path of life. I think you are a role model. And, well, um, thank you. You're welcome. I try to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we've had a chance to tell you a little more about being a firefighter. And I think Kevin's really shown for us just the immense job of being a firefighter and it's given us much more appreciation for what it means and for the men who were who we lost in those fires. And um, we thank you for being here to help us understand Glad it. Glad to be here. And for explaining all about the stress and how to handle it and more about mm -hmm. the life. I appreciate that. You're more than welcome. And um, I thank you for joining us to continue our series on stress. And we hope you'll join us again next week or next show when we talk about stress again. And um, we hope that some of the things you've learned today will help you know how to live well. Thank you.